Well, 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 welly, well, well, welly, well, well, welly, well, well. Look who it is. Look who it is, boys and gurgle glargans. It's yours truly. It's yours truly, Harland Honeybun Williams. Yes. Can you believe it's it's like a ghost from the grave? It's like a zombie rising up from the podcast graveyard. Well, you know why? You know why I'm here? I'll tell you why I'm here. Come a little closer. I'll tell you why I'm here, sunshine. Because some of you, some of you out there in podcast land who have been saddened and dismayed that the Harland Highway has been shut down. Some of you have been asking kindly if I could do just one more. And many of you have been writing and saying, could you just do one for the holidays, Mr. Williams, please? I mean, after all, Mr. Williams, it's the holidays. I mean, have a heart. Have a soul. It's the freaking holidays, Mr. Williams. I mean, isn't that the time of year where people do good things for each other and give to each other and sacrifice? Yeah, they do. You're absolutely right. And that's why, gurgle blurgans and nargle bloggins, I am doing a very special... Harland Highway Christmas show just for you. I thought, how can I give back? How can I instill some joy and merriment and holiday fungal glunch? Whatever that means. (laughs) And I thought, maybe I got to do a Harland Highway podcast Christmas special. Just, Just one more. One more for the kids. So here you go. You asked for it. You got it. It's a very special Christmas time Harland Highway. Where am I? What is this? Some kind of a joke or something? Welcome to the Harland Highway. What you talking about, Willis? Son, you got a panty on your head. Shut up and sit down, you big bald fuck. Oh, God, what's happening here? Hey, Harland, it's Shelly. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. That is fantastic. What's wrong with everybody in this crazy place? The Harland Highway. (gasps) What is it? The opening. To what? To another dimension. This is Harland Williams. You're a bad man. You're a very bad man. That is fantastic. Oh, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Nobody likes a jolly in the box. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this very special edition of the Harland Highway, a Christmas holiday special edition where... You know, like I said in the intro, some of you wrote in and some of you tweeted and some of you left voice messages and you're just like, can we just have a little more? And I was like, you know what? It's the holidays. It's a time of giving. It's a time of, of, of putting it out there for others. 
And uh, by golly, it feels good to be back on the microphone. Oh, listen to my voice. It sounds like a box of golden onion rings. Um, but no, this is, uh, this is fun. As you know, this is one of my favorite times of the year, if not my favorite. I've always been a Christmas guy. You know that from years of listening to the, uh, the podcast where, uh, you know, I love to talk about Christmas and I love to play the carols and the things and the jingle bells and the snowmen's. Um, so that's what we're going to do. You know, this is a one-off and, uh, we're just going to have some fun, um, I think Aunt Ruthie's going to be calling in. Apparently, uh, Aunt Ruthie had some kind of altercation in her neighborhood regarding Christmas. Um, Who knows who else is going to call in? Who knows what else is going to happen? We're going to play one of my favorite uh, traditional Christmas carols by Rudy Carsoni. We're going to play Snowballs. I mean, we have to. We We do it every year. Come on. Come on! What? Come on! So, uh, so I, I hope you enjoy it, and uh, I hope you're having a great holiday. So I've, I'm into the spirit. I put my lights up the other day, and uh, you know, there's just something about getting those lights up. Colored lights. It's just so weird. When, when do you ever used colored lights? You know, maybe if you're having a party or a a disco or a karaoke power jam or something. You put up the colored lights. But no other time of year do you really put up colored lights. And they're just, the fun part is when you, you put them up. And I, I usually every year, I don't know why, but I end up putting them up like just before it starts to get dark. You, you know that kind of, you know the sun goes down at like 4 o'clock at night in the winter. It's like, it's almost like we're in like some kind of like Norway or something where, it, you know, you, they, don't, they don't get any sun. As as the, the winter gets deeper, the days get shorter, and it's like, well, it's 2 o'clock. Sunset, 2.35. Better uh, get the pajamas on and make a hot cocoa and get start heading to bed. It's almost 3 in the afternoon. I don't want to be... I don't want to be stumbling around in the dark. So I always put the lights up just a little bit before it starts to get dark. And by the time I've done it, by the time I've changed the broken bulbs and strung the wiring up and found the electrical cord and weaved the the, the stringer through everything, I have to weave it through so that it hangs properly. Just right around then, it's like, you know, just the sun's gone down, and it's not 100% dark. It's like maybe 20% light left. In other words, it's just that perfect amount of light that when you plug it in, you still get the effect of of the electric-colored lights illuminating the semi-darkness. And there's just a thrill to that, man. There's just an excitement. Oh, I like plugging in the lights. What do you like to do, Billy? I like to plug in the lights. Oh, Billy, say it again. I like to plug in the lights. Uh, oh, Billy. Oh, say, say it again, Billy. 
Oh, I like to plug in the lights. <laughs> what is happening? How, where did that go wrong? Suddenly it became like some weird erotic. I don't know what the hell that was. <laughs> but isn't that the beauty of the Harlan Highway podcast? Things just happen without explanation. But, uh, oh, hold on. Wait, I was about to start into another bit. And Roger, who, by the way, flew in just for this special. Give Roger a hand. Thank you, Roger. Trooper. Can't do the show without Roger. And uh, he's telling me we've got a, a phone call. Somebody, somebody's wise to what we're doing, and we have our uh, I have a phone call coming in. Don't even tell me who it is, Rog. Just put them on through. I'm open to talking to anyone. It's the friggin' holidays. Put them through. Here we go. Phone call number one. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for calling the Harland Highway Holiday Special. Who do I have the pleasure of talking to? Hello, Harland. Hello. Hello, Harland. It's Rabbi Pappenheim calling. Oh, my God. Rabbi Pappenheim, how are you? Well, I'm doing good, Holland. I thought I would phone your podcast and, uh, you know, I wish you the happy holidays. But what was that, Rabbi? I said I'm wishing you the happy holidays. Did you say happy holidays? I, I don't know how many times I have to say it. Yes, the happy holidays. <laughs> Oh, yes, yes, Rabbi. Oh, so good to hear from you. And I guess, uh, you know, Hanukkah will be starting up soon, if not already. Well, yes, we have the, the Hanukkah, she's starting. And we have, of course, the Christmas. We have your, your Christmas finish happening. And we have the Hanukkah and just a wonderful holiday season, Holland. Oh, my God. It's so nice to hear your voice. It's, it's Isn't it nice? During the holidays, all the different faiths and religions and cultures, it seems like everything just blends into one and we all kind of drop our, our whatever we may have and just we become so brotherly and, and loving. It's a wonderful thing, Holland, about the holidays. Oh, my God, I just love it. And what will you be doing for the How you want to share holidays, Holland? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do a little traveling this time. I have some family uh, that live overseas, so I'm going to go visit them for the holidays. Oh, wonderful overseas and family overseas, Ireland. Well, I have some friends in uh, in Berlin, in Germany, actually. Oh, G Germany, you say? Yeah, that's right. Beautiful city, uh, wonderful modern cosmopolitan city. Okay, well, you know, all right. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna stay for for uh, I think six or seven days. And wonderful. And where, where will you be staying, Holland? Uh, well, I'm gonna. I don't like to get too tight with people during the holidays. I don't want to impose, so I'm. I'm going to be at a beautiful hotel right downtown. Oh, wonderful. Which, uh, which one will you be at? Uh, the Waldorf? Or maybe the, uh, the Astoria? Which, which hotel will you stay at, Holland? Uh, I'm going to be at the Hilton. V v what did you say? I'm going to stay at the Hilton, Rabbi. Hitler? No. What? You're staying at the, with Hitler? What? No, I said I'm... 
The Hilton. The Hilton Hotel. What the? Who, who is this guy? But you, 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 I, I phoned to wish you happy holidays, and you tell me you're, you're going to visit Hitler? I'm Rabbi, don't do this. I, I am not. I'm going to stay at the Hilton Hotel in Berlin. What kind of person does this on the holidays? You go to all the way to Berlin to stay with Hitler? Hilton. Who is this guy here? Why would you? Oh, my goodness. You've got all the places to stay in the world. You've got to go and stay at Hitler's house. I'm not staying at Hitler. Rabbi, you're not hearing me properly. I said I'm staying at the Hilton. Oh, but, but you know, I was going to come over with some uh, pumpkin cakes and some, some Rugelstaffs and some Schlingelgeimies. And I was going to stop by your, your studio and I was going to bring you some Christmas uh, Hanukkah tidings. And next thing I know, I call my old friend. I go, where are you staying for the holidays? Oh, I'm, as a matter of fact, I'm staying at Hitler's house. I'm... Rabbi, I'm not staying with Hitler, okay? He's not. First of all, I don't think he has a house. Second of all, he's dead. And w why would I ever stay with Hitler? Well, I don't. You tell me why you stay with Hitler. I mean, you're the one who should. I should. Where are you going? You're going to see the family. Oh, where are you going? You're going to Germany. Okay, but first of all, why you want to go there? But second of all, where do you stay? The Waldorf, the Astoria? No, I'm going to stay with Hitler. I mean, who is this guy here? Who, who is this guy? R Rabbi. You know, I was when you got back from the holidays, okay, I was going to take you to the food court, okay, as a little present uh, after the holidays. I was going to take you over to the mall, to the food court, and guess where I was going to take you? I think I know where. Vetzel's Pretzels! Vet... Listen, Rabbi, I would love to go with you to Wetzel's Pretzels, and, and I, I, I just need you to know I'm not staying at Hitler's. I'm staying at the Hilton. No, but, well, I, it's too late. You've said it. I mean, who, who is this guy here? You know, I offered to take you to uh, Wetzel's. Uh, how you want to say, uh, what you want to call it today, uh, Pretzels? Yeah. And suddenly you're in Hitler's house, uh, sitting by the fireplace, having hot cocoa with Adolf Hitler, and uh, eating uh, toddly waddlies, and who knows what you're doing. You know, Rabbi, I think maybe we should just talk after the holidays when I get back from my trip. Well, you can do whatever you want, because as far as I'm concerned, you can jump on Santa's sleigh. And fly all the way up your own ace hole, okay? Goodbye, motherfucker. Wait, what the hell? Oh, every time. Every freaking time. Ay, ay, ay. Roger, just. Is he gone? Yeah, it was this time of year. About a year ago, I think, around the holiday seasons, and I was at home waiting for the old lady to get back. She'd been gone a couple weeks, you sees. So I had a couple dozen hot toddies or so waiting for her there. Huh. Finally, the door opens up. Rudy! Hey, baby, it's been a while. Take off the dress. She don't. 
She gives me the stink eye. Where's the tree? What do you mean, what tree? It's Christmas Eve, Kazoni. Oh. Yeah, I thought it was June. She says, that's it. That's it, Rudy, I'm leaving you. I've had enough. I can't take no more. I found another guy. I'm gone. Hold on, baby. What do you mean, on Christmas Eve? You leave me? You found another guy? Who is this Joe? What's he got that I don't got? Well, he's really cute. Baby, it's me. It's Rudy. He's got a sharp red suit. I know I ain't no beauty, but if you squint your eyes when the lights are low, you got one swell-looking skinny date go. Kids love him to boot. Was this more than a date? He's got a sack of loot. No, you little ain't great. Well, yesterday you're my lips smack up. Now you're a sugar plum nutcracker. I did not forget Christmas. No, I hung some mistletoe in my pants. Pack a rock! snowballs like mine. There's snowballs like the ones you're leaving behind You're gonna miss my back spackling, crackling hot You log wax nostalgic for my steamy holiday nog He's jolly and bad yeah, Who is this pest? Teacher Rosie and Red Oh, I should have guessed Don't hit your ass on the way out the door You ho-ho snow blowing ho-ho-ho Oh, Merry Christmas, Rudy Blow it out, you dingle Don't go getting snooty I'll show you back the Kringle So long, but don't forget, my dear Oh, fat so comes but once a year There's snowballs like these I love his big North Pole They jingle, jingle, jangle, jangle down below my knees You're gonna miss roasting my chestnuts Oh yes, ma'am Good luck without my pink honey glazing Holiday ham Cause there's snowballs like mine There's snowballs like these twins you're leaving behind And there's snowballs Dear Santa Claus, thanks for nothing. P.S. Uh, could you possibly uh, bring me a new bra? Or if not, I don't know, toss a couple of drunk elves in my bed or something. A couple of your little helpers. They help you, they can help me, pal. <laughs> oh, Rudy. Rudy Carsoni. It isn't Christmas without snowballs, right? That's my buddy Toby Haas. Every year we play his song. If you want to get his album, it's on uh, YouTube. Just look under uh, Snowballs by Rudy Carsoni, a.k.a. Toby Haas. And uh, just, a, just a classic. Just a classic. Uh, sorry to interrupt. What? what? Hey, Harlan. What? Yeah. No. Uh, George Michael, what? that guy from Wham. What? No, 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 Roger. A- under no circumstances, I, I have signed on to do this Christmas special. George Michael is not invited. Okay, every Christmas he calls in drunk. He's juiced up on eggnog. Where I'm not dedicating any time to him. So whatever you do, do not put him through. Okay. What am I supposed to do? Well, I don't know. Just lose the guy. F- figure it out. Get rid of him. I got a podcast to do. The Christmas special. 
He says it's important. No, he always says that. It's a lie. He says he needs to talk to you. No, he doesn't need to talk to me. For what reason would he need to speak to me? I don't know, but I think he's been drinking. Good. Then there's your answer. Do not put him through. He's going to waste our time. Now, let's just move on. And I wanted to talk about when Christmas... Ro- no! Roger, no! <laughs> Hello? Hello? What the hell? Hello, Holland. Happy holidays. Festivus, festivus, and jingle bells. And Rudolph the Red Nose fucking reindeer. What the hell is that? It's me, it's George Michael calling from the United Kingdom for the holidays. What What are you doing on... Are you drinking? Well, it's the bloody freaking holidays. I may be drinking all it. I mean, it's like if I'm not drinking on the holidays, it's like a cow not got manure in the field then, isn't it, Ireland? What kind of a comparison is that, George? It's boy, George. I'm not going to let you wreck my Christmas by only saying half me funny name. What the hell? Oh, it's been quite the holiday for me, Arlen. Why are you calling me? Well, I got in a little bit of trouble in down here in merry old London, eh? What do you mean you got in trouble? Well, you know, it's the time of year when you're decorating and whatnot. What did you say, de- decorating? That's right, I was decorating and I got arrested, Arlen. What do you mean you got? Nobody gets arrested for decorating. That's what I said to the Bobby when he put me in the freaking handcuffs, eh? I said, what's what's your problem, Scrooge? Spit it out! You don't like it when people decorate, eh, Bobby? Well, why? What was he doing in your house? Hey, well, I wasn't in my house all and I was doing my decorating right downtown, eh? Right in the middle of Piccadilly Square, Island. What? What do you mean you were de- decorating in the middle of Piccadilly Square? Well, you know, when I celebrate Christmas, all and it's... It's different here in the United Kingdom. It's not the same as the way it's done in the United of America. What did you just say? I said it's not the same as Christmas in the United of America. Are you saying the United States of America? Uh, hello, Albert Einstein on Line 5 for Rain Man, eh? Do not call me Rain Man. Oh, how about this thunderstorm clit? Thunderstorm clit? 
Talking about George. It's boy fighting, George. I'm gonna fucking get Santa Claus sleigh. I'm gonna fill it up with fucking cement. I'm gonna fucking lay you down on the fucking middle of the snowbank and fucking have Rudolph blicks and blacks and blocks and flocks and fuckings, shits and addictions fucking drag me fucking sleigh right across your fat fucking leprosy-covered face, you fucking key-lime-pine whore. Key-lime-pine whore! You heard me all. What? Would you quit burping or whatever the hell you're doing into the... See, this is why I don't like it when you call. You're drunk and you sound like a... You sound like a... A barn full of dead pigs. Yeah, well, you smell like a fucking barn full of wild buffalo that just ran up fucking Angelina Jolie's fucking skinny little butt crack, eh? What do you want? I told you I need a little bit of help, Orland. I got arrested, decorating in Piccadilly Circle. I thought it was Piccadilly Square. Yeah, well, give me another five minutes and it'll be Piccadilly Triangle, you fat fucking pig. Stop choking or whatever you're doing on my podcast. Well, I need help. What do you want me to do? I want you to come and get me because I got in trouble for decorating. How do you get in trouble for decorating, for God's sakes? That's what I wanted to know. You know how on the tip of the Christmas tree, you put a little star on the tip? Yes, everybody puts a star on the tip of the Christmas tree. Well, I was in, oh, I was in Piccadilly Circle, and I put on a big, fat electric star. Okay. And I put it on the tip. Okay, so where's the crime? That's that's what everybody does. Well, let's just say my Christmas tree was pink at the bottom and purple at the top. What do you mean? What did you say? I said my Christmas tree all was pink at the bottom and purple at the top. Okay, so it was pink at the bottom and purple at the tip. What what kind of Christmas tree was it? Like a fake one? Well, let's just say the tip looked like a mushroom. What do you mean the tip looked like a mushroom? It wasn't a very big Christmas tree, Arlen, but it was plump. Wait a minute. What are you saying? You you put the an electric star on the tip. That's right. The tip of the Christmas tree? Well, you know, the Christmas tree in me trousers, Holland. What do you mean, the Christmas tree in your trousers? Well, that's what me friends call it, the old Christmas tree, eh? Are you, wait a minute, are you telling me you were in the middle of Piccadilly Circle? Right. And you, did you pull down your pants? Well, if I wanted to get a... 
the Christmas tree out, I better undo something, I. You pulled down your pants and pulled out your quote-unquote Christmas tree. That's what they call it all, Alan. And wait, did you put the you put the electric star? When you say you put it on the tip, you keep going, Nancy Drew. I'll let you get into the end of this mystery, you dumb fuck. Did you put the Christmas tree star on the tip of your your? Go ahead, say it, Arlen. On the tip of your, you know what? No, that's not what it's called. Go ahead, say it. On your. Come on, you can do it, Arlen. Did you put the Christmas star on the tip of your penis, boy? That's right, damn right, dude. And that's the way I do it. That's the way I celebrate Christmas. I'm allowed to put me star on the, on any tip I want. You are one demented puppy, George. It's boy fucking George, you fucking tinsel-eating, icicle-sucking, snowball-licking, fucking Santa's little helper fucking Chinese fucking egg roll fucking. What? Are you, you gotta put down the booze bottle. Are you, did you go to jail? Um, yeah, I went to jail. They charged me. What'd they charge you with? Tipping. Too, I was tipping too much. Have you ever heard of that? Someone going to jail because they, they gave a generous tip. You're telling me you think you gave a generous tip. That's right, a tip of me Christmas tree. George, you're... It's boy fucking George. I mean, it's George Michael. Now you're getting me confused. You're the one that's confused, you drunk. Now listen, even Jesus followed the star. You know, baby Jesus and the three wise men. Wait a minute, what did you just say? Three wise men. Wait a minute, are you saying three wise men followed the star? Well, you know, in my case, I, I don't really care if they're even wise. They can be stupid fucking men if they want, Arlen. Wait a minute. Now, are you saying because in the Christmas carol, the three wise men followed the star... And they went to the star? Yeah, now you're getting it, Nancy Drew. So, uh, did you put a star on the tip of your penis in hopes that you would attract three men? That's right, Arlen. Everybody's got to have a little fun on the holidays, eh? Oh, my God. That is sick. Well, everybody's going to get the Christmas jollies, eh, Arlen? Listen, everyone has their own little sexual preferences in life. I don't care if you like guys or girls or hermaphrodites. But there's a time and a place for sexual conduct. And during the holidays, it's a family time. You don't go out in public and put a star on your tip, hoping that it attracts three wise men. Well, you should have seen them. They actually rode up in camels, eh? What the hell are you talking about? It was some Arabian boys all in it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Goodbye. You're ruining my Christmas like you always do, George. It's George fucking Michael, all right? I 
gonna whip up some fucking pancake batter, I'm gonna smear it on your fucking face, and then fucking get some brontosaurus feet from the museum and put them on me legs and stomp up and down on your fucking face and make a fucking brontosaurus pancake on your face, you fucking doobie smoker. Goodbye, George Michael. Have a very Merry Christmas. I hope you have fun in jail with your three wise men. Oh, you can count on it, you stupid white honky. Go suck the exhaust pipe on Queen Elizabeth's fucking royal carriage, you wanking dildo fucking bobsled fuck. What the? Good God, Roger. Oh, there go, there he goes. George freaking Michael ruining my... The guy puts a star on the tip of his you-know-what to try to attract three men. And it sounds like he did. Hang up. God. Idiot. Wait. Listen. Do you hear that? <gasps> Listen to the, the Christmas music. Oh, my gosh. It's so... So beautiful and, and joyful and full of love and harmony and togetherness and unity and oh, sing it. I don't know the words. It's Dr. Seuss. Who know? Who knows what the Who's sing? You know, I, you know they should have sang the Who's in Whoville. Should have like the Who, the rock band The Who. That should be their like top Christmas carol, like Won't Get Fooled Again by Roger Daltrey and Pete Townsend. You know? That that would be the ultimate place for the Who to give a concert is in Whoville. Oh my god. That, that would sell out in an instant. Um But let's reflect on this time of year. This Christmassy time of year, what it's all about. And it is about unity and love and togetherness and brotherhood and sisterhood and loving and caring about humanity. You know, I think we almost need it more than ever in our lives. And, you know, I think social media has kind of become social madness in a way. I think you'd all agree with me that social media was invented to bring us all together and help us communicate. And, and I think in a lot of ways, social media has, has exposed us to a lot of anger and a lot of angst in the world. I think it's alienated a lot of people. Many of us at times probably feel alienated by social media instead of included and inclusive due to social media. And the reason I'm bringing it up, just a couple of days ago, I saw an item in the news, the news feed on, on you know, social media. And it was this horrible video of a Jewish, an old Jewish man with a yarmulke in New York City and a young Jewish woman. And they were riding the train, the subway in New York. And this vile woman, this black woman, 
it doesn't matter if she was black or white or whatever color she was. She was just a vile person. She just blatantly started right to their faces for whatever reason. She had hatred in her heart. Began berating and and slandering these these people just because they were Jewish. She was calling them smelly and dirty and scummy and, and right to their faces. And these poor, beautiful people were just standing there in shock. And where this woman's hatred came from, I, I don't know. And what made it even more kind of ironic and sad is that it was coming from a black person, black people who have their own history in this country and in the world of, of injustices and, and being, uh, you know, abused as a minority and whatnot. We, we, know, we know all of those injustices and all those horrible things. And so you have to assume that if you're born black, that you you become very familiar quite quickly with with the things that have gone down in history, and you become sensitive to racism and prejudice and things like that, which sadly uh, still exists. I, I hope we're moving towards getting through all that, but you know sometimes you look at the world and and you don't see it. You, you wonder if it's getting worse sometimes and. And so it was sad to see these Jewish people being berated, but also being berated by uh, someone who was a minority that had suffered their own load of of abuse through the decades, you know? And, and so what I took away from that is I thought, you know, during this time of year, and maybe we can hold on to it throughout the year and throughout our life, but it's a time when when, you know, it seems like the world calms down a bit and this this kind of sweet blanket or this fog kind of wraps itself around society around Christmas time where I think all people for whatever reason just it's in the air it it you know people people let go of a lot of their angst and their anxiety and their competitiveness and there there's more of a feeling of brotherhood and love and togetherness in the air during the holidays I find it's infectious somehow. And so going back to social media where, you know, I I cited just one example of, of, you know, kind of the ugly side of people. That wasn't the only thing. There's a lot of things on the Internet and out in the world that are hard to look at and hard to deal with. And, and you get to see the ugly side of humanity and the ugly side of people. And so maybe for Christmas, as a present to yourself and a present to everyone else, you just, you know, think about what you say, look into your heart, look into the world, and just remember we all have to function in it together, that whether you're black or Jewish or white or Asian or Latino or Filipino or Buddhist or Christian or whatever you are, when you sit in a sad movie theater together, you all cry. You all cry at the same thing. If you step on a nail, you all bleed. If somebody throws a rock at you, you all hurt. 
we all feel the same inside. And, and when you when you isolate people, when you when you say mean things to them like that, and you try to hurt them, in a way you're hurting yourself. You're hurting all of us. And so maybe during Christmas we can remember to to check ourselves, you know, to make sure that we're we're coming at each other from a place of love and understanding and compassion and togetherness. And sometimes that takes a, you know, a moment to check at the door. Sometimes in this fast-paced world, this world where we want things immediately and we have people we disagree with and people cut us off in traffic and people butt in front of us in line and people say and do things that we don't agree with. Well, maybe we just got to slow it down, dial it back a notch and just go, okay, take a breath. Their anger, their angst is not my anger and angst. If they need to blow off, if they need to do that, let them do that. But let let not me be that person, you know, try and try and be calm and collect and cool and caring of your fellow human beings that really deep inside carry all the same emotions and feelings that you carry inside. So there you go. Just a little, a little message from me to you and, um, you know, something to think about during the Christmas holidays. Um, and speaking of, of family and, and Christmas and that feeling, you know, family is another thing we do at Christmas. We connect with our family, which is always nice. Because, you know, throughout the year, we, we might drift apart from our family or we might not have time for our family or we might live in different places than our family. And so that's why whenever I get a message from my Aunt Ruthie from Rochester, New York, um, it's just a pleasure. She calls me every Christmas and leaves a, a nice little Christmassy message for me. And it just it just reminds me of, of family, of my heritage, of the bond, of being a family. I think we all feel that way. So, Raj, I know she left a message. I think she left a message yesterday. And uh, let's get into it. Let's hear Aunt Ruthie's uh, Christmas voicemail, and I'm sure it'll put all of us in a very Christmassy mood. Let let it rip, Raj. Hello? Hello? Hello, little angel? Hello? Oh, my God. It's it. Is this your answering machine? I, I never know who the hell I'm talking to. I feel like I'm... You know, I'm in Star Wars, and I'm talking to an electronic air conditioner or something, for Christ's sake. I mean, good Lord, who understands all the technologies we have these days? I mean, you know, I'm sitting up here in Rochester, New York, you know, a small suburban town, you know, on the shores of Lake Ontario, Angel, and I'm sitting here, you know, looking out the window, watching the world go by. I see, you know, Star Wars, and I see... uh, you know, C-3PO and R2-D2 and all these, you know, mutant freaks. And I'm, I'm thinking, what planet am I on here? But anyhow, Angel, it's the holidays. And your Aunt Ruthie and your Uncle Harry, of course, are thinking about you like we always do, Angel. And 
Oh, my goodness. I hope you get our Christmas card we send every year. This year, Uncle Harry took it, made a snow angel out on the front lawn and took a picture of it. And just ignore the yellow part right in the middle. I think Uncle Harry had a little accident when he was, you know, flapping in the snow with his flabby old arms. But, you know, sometimes he... You know, Harry loses control of his bladder, so it's a little bit of a yellow snow angel this year, Angel. But um, listen, Angel, I, I, the reason I'm calling, too, is your Uncle Harry and I got in a little bit of trouble in the neighborhood. You know, last Sunday we went to church over at uh, St. Donovic's, and Father Peruse gave a wonderful sermon about giving and caring and sharing, just like he always does at Christmas, Angel. And he mentioned this wonderful charity where it's called Toys for Twats. I don't know if you've heard about it, but he was talking about it up on the pulpit and saying it's, you know, it's that time of year where we put all our differences aside and we try to, you know, spread the love to people no matter what the situation is. And, oh my goodness, he brought up this, this charity called Toys for Twats. I don't know if you've heard for it, but I guess how it works is you take toys and you deliver them to Twats. And, and I thought to myself, you know, after the service, me and Harry were driving home and I said, you know, the Jacobsons down at the end of the street have always been Twats. You know, they've been huge Twats for most of our lives. You know, these are the ones that used to play the loud music and leave beer cans all up and down the street, you know. And then there's the Carmichaels over four streets over on Quincy Crescent. You know, they've been some of the biggest Twats we've ever seen. I mean, you know, Don Quincy always passes gas in church and, you know, he stinks up the whole place. I mean, there's... You know, Father Perus up there talking about, you know, Jesus in the manger, and all of a sudden, you know, Don Quincy, you know, lights up an eggplant pot in the fourth aisle, and, you know, I mean, it's almost like Jesus slides right off the crucifix up at the, up the altar there and runs out the front door and fucking takes a deep breath of fucking air, for Christ's sake, I mean... I don't know what he's cooking with that eggplant, but oh my God, it smells like the church just fell into a giraffe's anus, for Christ's sake. But anyhow, Angel, so anyways, and there's a bunch of other twats in the neighborhood, so Harry and I, on Father Perusa's advice, we thought, you know, we'll put our differences aside, and we went to the store, and we bought all kinds of toys. We bought uh, stuffed toys. We bought blocks for the kids. We bought do little dollies. We even bought one of those teddy ruck spins. Have you seen those? It's like a talking teddy bear. Oh, my God. It's almost like s Satan's puppy, for Christ's sake. I mean, this thing's eyes move around, and his mouth goes up and down. Looks like... You know, looks like Phyllis Diller on LSD or something. It's just unbelievable. So anyhow, Angel Pie, we bought all kinds of uh, presents. And Harry and I, we walked through the neighborhoods. You know, we walked over to Quincy Drive. We went over to Dalehurst. You know who lives on Dalehurst? Your little friend, uh, Tommy, uh, Tommy McPherson, lived over there. The Irish family, you know. No, I think they're Scottish, actually. They got... The hair's so red, they look like, you know, they look like the pubic hair around Pippi Longstocking's bikini line, for Christ's sake. I mean, good Christ. 
but they were some of the biggest frauds we ever knew. I mean, I remember those stupid people. I mean, they built a fence in front of the yard, and they had that stupid dog with the three legs and the crooked eye. I mean, it looked like uh, you. Where'd they buy this dog? At Retard uh, Pet Cemetery or something? I mean. <laughs> Honey buns. It was just crazy. So anyways, Harry and I took all the toys and we walked through the snow. We trudged out in the snow and we started knocking on doors. And of course, you know, people would answer the doors surprised to see us because, you know, I'm 85 and your Uncle Harry's, I don't know, 87 or 95. I've lost track. He's so old. Oh, my God. The other day, a psoriasis flake started falling off his head, and some of the neighborhood kids stood underneath him and pretended it was a snowstorm. They were sticking the tongues out and catching his psoriasis flakes in the mouths like they were catching snowflakes. It was unbelievable. And Harry shaking around like a go-go dancer at a 1960s pervert club, and I'm like, good God, Harry, you're going to drown the kids in your skin flakes. What are they, dust mites, for Christ's sake? So anyway, we show up at the doors, and we're like, you know, people, the Carmichaels open the door, there's the whole family and the children, and then, then, you know, they see us standing there, and we're like, Merry Christmas, you twats! And they're like, excuse us? And we said, Merry Christmas, you twats, here's some toys. And we handed toys to the kids, and the Carmichaels, they were like, did you just call us twats? And we said, yes, we did, it's toys for twats. And they slammed the door in our face, for Christ's sake. Can you believe it? The Bobby doll got wedged between the door and the door frame, and his stupid little head came off. And one of the kids started screaming, because now she's got a headless fucking, pardon my French angel, she's got a headless Bobby doll, for God's sakes. And so we trudged on through. We were like, well, imagine the noise of those people. So we went down over to Quincy's house, and uh, once again, ding dong, hello. The door swings open. There's the family, you know, they're celebrating. We're like, Merry Christmas, you twats. And they're like, what the hell did you just say? Did you just call us twats? And we're like, yes, have some toys, you stupid twats. And you know, once again, they slammed the door at me, and Harry is saying, well, what's with these people? We're just trying to, you know, spread the joy of the holidays, for Christ's sake. I don't know what the, these people are drunk on eggnog or smoking head cheese or something, for Christ's sake. So this happened, you know, eight or nine, ten times, Angel. We knocked on all these doors. We found every twat we could find in the neighborhood, and we're like... You know, finally we got over to the Davidsons' house. You know, they're the nice family. Well, not that nice. I mean, they're still twats, of course. But they're the ones that backed the car up into the graveyard that one summer. The stupid son was, you know, drunk on Budweiser's and ran over the Carmichael's gravestone, for Christ's sake. But anyways, we finally made it over to the Davidsons, and they've got that, you know, they don't live in the best part of town, for Christ's sake. But we said, you know what, a twat's a twat, and we're going to give toys to twats. So we get to the Davidsons' house, and, you know, knock, 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 ding, dong, ding, dong. And, you know, the door swings open, and one of them had his shirt off. Mr. Davidson was topless. I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen man titties, Angel, but... Oh, my God, I thought a Mack truck was coming out the door at me. I mean, his breasts are like, you know, Chick-fil-A just had a, you know, a steroid festival. Oh, my God, I almost wanted to throw slices of cheese on those fat fucking lily pads with eyes. Oh, my God. 
So there we are, me and your uncle there. We were like, hey, Merry Christmas, you twats. And all of a sudden, they're like, excuse me. What are you talking about? And we said, we've got toys for twats. And they said, it's not toys for twats, you old bastards. It's toys for tots. And I was, me and Harry looked at each other. We were like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. We thought it was. And we said, well, listen, we're sorry for the misunderstanding. And if you don't mind, we don't want to carry all these toys all the way back to our house. And let's face it, you are a bunch of twats. Would you mind taking the toys? And, of course, they slammed the door on our face. So what we did is we shook the, the, the bag of toys out all over the car. And we covered the car in the stupid toys for those stupid twats. And... Your Uncle Harry and I went back home, and, uh, you know, we watched Bonanza because that's what Harry likes to watch. I don't, I'd rather watch, you know, The Nightmare of Christmas or, uh, you know, The Jing, Jing Jingle All the Way or whatever these stupid Christmas shows are called. You know, How White Is My Rice or whatever the fuck. But anyways, Angel, I don't want to ramble on. I mean, your Uncle Harry and I tried our best to be charitable and, you know, tried to spread Christmas joy to all the neighborhood twats. And, uh, you know, what it is what it is. But we wanted to make sure that you got a Merry Christmas from us and a Happy New Year, Angel Pie, okay? We hope you have a great one. And maybe we'll send you some of the toys and you can give them to the twats in your neighborhood. Okay, Angel Cake, you, you, your Uncle Harry and I love you. Harry, do you want to say Merry Christmas to your nephew? Oh, my God, he's eating a cob of corn, and it's only four in the morning, for Christ's sake. He's like a, I don't know, sometimes I feel like just looking at him. I'm married to a scarecrow, for God's sake. Anyways, we love you, Angel. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. <laughs> We hope you have a great holiday. Merry Christmas, you little pumpkin pie. <laughs> Goodbye, Angel. Harry, get that, get that cob of corn. No, you're getting niblets all over the seats. Put it, get a plate, Harry. You, oh, there's niblets in your underpants. Oh, my God. Harry. Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wow. Okay, Aunt Ruthie, um, hello, it's Toys for Tots, not Toys for Twats. Oh my God, she is a mess. Oh my, well, nonetheless, right, it's like I said at the top, part of Christmas is is that reconnecting with, with family and loved ones and, and even friends, even acquaintances. I always I always try to reach out every year to to my family, my best friends, even even like fringe friends. You know those friends that are kind of they're they're kind of acquaintance friends, they're not people you call up every day, but they're people you interact with here and there or maybe they're a friend of a friend. You know, I try to I try to send out like a an email a greeting card every year to to people in my in my hemisphere. And uh, I don't know. It's just a good feeling, and and that that's the beauty of of this time of year. Like I said, you you, you get to you get to reconnect and and spread the joy and the love, and that's kind of the whole thing behind this uh, podcast here today. You know, like I, as you guys know, I I signed off uh, earlier this year. We did the last podcast, 
but um, it doesn't mean I don't think about y'all and all the all the fans out there and all the all the people who enjoyed the Harland Highway and my goofy comedy. And like I said, I had a few people uh, send me some tweets and some emails and some social media stuff where they're like, "Please, I, do you think you could do a a Christmas podcast?" And I thought about it. I thought, you know what? That that's a good way to give back. That's a that's a fun little present to put out there for the world. And uh, and so here it is. This was it. And uh, you know, I thought I'd pull out some of my favorite nutty characters and wrap it into a Christmas theme. And uh, you know, we didn't get to everyone like we normally do. We didn't get to Wally, uh, Santa Claus's elf, and we didn't. I didn't do the Christmas parade, but. Uh, but we do. We did have a lot of fun characters here today, and uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, I think what I'll do is um, close it out. Um, but uh, before I do, I'll I'll, I'll let you in on uh, what's going on uh, in my professional world here. Um, for those of you that are followers of my cartoon, The Puppy Dog Pals, we. Uh, we were picked up for a fourth season. Can you believe it? I'm so excited. Um, you know, when I created the show and we sold it and we got it up and running, you know, the, I, I hope for one season and then I hope for two seasons. I, I always said to the people around me, I said, I have a sneaky feeling in my heart we're going to get five seasons. But we're almost there. We got our fourth, so that's happening. And then uh, I've been putting a lot of energy, because I'm not doing the podcast now, but I've been putting a lot of energy into this new project that I'm going to be unveiling soon, and I will make an announcement here on my podcast channel about it, but uh, at this point I can give you the title. It's, it's, a, uh, it's a show, it's a visual show, it's not a podcast show, and it's called Two Guys in Their Underpants. Okay, so that should give you a little heads up about how ridiculous it is. But I'll let you know when that's uh, up and available for you to see. But uh, I'm currently in production and, and doing a ton of work on it. And it is some nutty, nutty comedy. Trust me, it is it is out there. So uh, lo- I hope you look forward to two guys in their underpants coming your way very soon. And uh, And there you go. Uh, so, you know, every year uh, at Christmas, I always sing a Christmas carol to you guys. And, uh, the last few years I've, uh, I've done the same one and I like doing it cause it's a fun one to sing. And, um, you know what it is walking in a winter wonderland. And, uh, just so you know, every year I sing it fresh. Some of you might think, oh, he's just playing the one he did last year, but no, 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 no. Part of the fun for me is that I like singing this thing, and so every year I sing it anew, okay? Anew, it means new, but I threw an A in front of it, anew. Um, So uh, this year I I laid down a brand new track, a brand new version of Winter Wonderland, and I was pretty excited because, you know, I'm I'm, kind of picky, and it's kind of hard to hear yourself sing, and so... um, and so what ends up happening is I usually end up doing like 10 or 15 takes until I, I get the right one. Or sometimes I even patch a few of the takes together until I get the right sound. And this year, magically, for some reason, like on my second take, 
I did one from top to bottom that I was like, you know what? I like that one. I think this one is worthy. So um, that's the one I kept. My second take of Winter Wonderland. Uh, We'll close out the podcast with me singing a carol to you. I hope you guys enjoyed the Christmas podcast. Uh, Thank you for listening. And I want to wish you and your friends and your families a happy, healthy, wonderful, joyous holiday season. That includes Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and whatever you celebrate. Um, And uh, also a very, very happy new year. I hope the new year brings you all kinds of joy and health and happiness and love and all those good things. So uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and let's end the show with a quick chicken chow mein, baby, and some winter wonderland from yours truly. Here we go, Rog. Let's play it. Me singing to the pavement pounders, to all the lurtle gurgles and lady glagans. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, and have yourself a winter wonderland. Sleigh bells ring, are you listening? In the lane, snow is glistening. A beautiful sight, we're happy tonight. Walking in a winter wonderland. Gone away is the bluebird, here to stay. He sings a love song as we go along, walking in a winter wonderland. In the meadow we can build a snowman, and pretend that he's passed around. He'll say, I am there, and we'll say, no man, but you can do the job when you're in town later on. Wishing all you folks out there in podcast land a happy, happy, merry, merry, joyful, snowy Christmas. Oh, it's the best time of the year, isn't it? In the meadow we can build a snowman and pretend that he's a circus clown. We'll have lots of fun with Mr. Snowman until the other kiddies knock him down. The Eskimo way Walking in a winter wonderland Yeah! To face unafraid The plans we made Walking in a winter wonderland <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody! Oh, it's gonna be a good one. Oh.